0: Where people strive to conquer the digital landscape, the best leaders are moving forward and planting flags. This is the Oil and Gas Digital Doers Podcast, where you can hear about the thrill of digital victory and the industry's best guidance on how to win with your host, Michael O'Sullivan. Hey
1: everyone, welcome to the all new Oil and Gas Digital Doers Podcast, which is brought to you by very good people at top coder right here on the oil and gas global network usually this is where i would say something about that sponsor uh but today i actually i actually have one of the good people from top coder on the line so uh so we're going to get to that in a minute we're going to talk about the vision for this new show and what we're planning to uh you know bring to the party as it were um in this rapidly growing oil and gas global network in fact uh, we're growing so much that uh Recently, we had we had a big event um, here in Houston, uh, and it was also live streamed. And we were celebrating, well, a lot of things. We were celebrating for one thing, uh, a million downloads of the Oil and Gas This Week podcast, which is the big one. That's the one that started it all. And uh, we also announced some, uh, like a bunch of new podcasts and live streams. And you know, maybe most importantly, um, w- well, a lot of our sponsors were there in person, and some of them were online. And I, yours truly, had the privilege of doing uh the bit where we salute all the sponsors and i got to say something nice about all of them make them all stand up and sing their company song and and uh, it was it was a great time but but the the fun part about that is without the sponsors um you know none of this happens i mean i think i said it that night i said if we don't without the sponsors we're just we're just doing art and uh the life of starving artist is not really a good one so Big thanks uh, not only to Top Coder, but uh, all of the people that uh, I think we're up to something like 20 companies sponsoring OGGN shows. And they really are investing um, you know, in the good of the oil and gas community because uh, you know we're able to do all these great things because of them. So this is the part where I usually would ask for reviews, <laughs> but there's not much to review so far. So instead, after you listen to this episode, and we got a couple of more coming out along with this one. Um, we would love to hear your ideas on what would make this a great podcast, so uh, so you can use the review uh, thing for that, or uh, you can connect with us on our website, OGDN.com, or all the usual places, LinkedIn, uh, our LinkedIn group, whatever. Get in touch. Tell us what you think would make this podcast really good. It would be good to get some, uh, some listener input. This is a brand spanking new show, which is about... Um, well, you heard it. You heard it in the intro. Uh, the best... I think it says the best digital leaders moving forward and planting flags. Um, I think that's what you hear from our friend Mel, who is the very nice Australian woman who is now living in Los Angeles and she does uh, she also does the intro for the oil and gas tech show. so if she sounds familiar, that's why. So without even further ado, uh, let's get to our guest today, who is joining us from the warm and sunny coast of Westbrook Harbor. <laughs> and uh, I mentioned he is from. Our illustrious sponsor, Top Carter. In fact, he is the vice president of marketing and he's been with Top Carter for something like I think I remember 12 years. So Mr. Clinton Bonner. Welcome, Clinton.
2: Thanks hey, for being here. Hey, thanks, Michael. So, always, always here to support artists. So that when you frame it that way, you know, you, you gotta support <laughs> the arts,
1: right? Someone is, has to. Yes, yeah, somebody's <laughs> gotta,
2: right. I, I love art. I don't know about you, right? I like art. I, I like music, so got I gotta too. do it. But no, super, super excited to be on. Yeah, I live. I live in the, well, sunny today, but uh, often cold. It's Westbrook, Connecticut, so shoreline of Connecticut, kind of right in the middle of the state, but right, right, right along the coast so I can take a jog down to the beach and get my dog down there. So it's been very peaceful. Got of a- I got a goat farm down the road for me, so it's a pretty peaceful living up here. A and goat, uh, yeah, there's a, goat a little goat farm, farm so it's that's uh, perfect. That's yeah, perfect. Yeah, well, perfect is a word, sure, but it's but it's but it's fun. <laughs> I, I chose. We have fifty states. I chose here. So the Australian woman, she's smart. She goes from Australia to L.A. I'm LA. still in the Northeast, like a dum dum, waiting to age so I can go to Florida like the rest of my my relatives. So
1: that's right. <laughs> that's what. Yeah, that's um, that. Well, you know, I grew up uh, in in New Jersey, my, before my parents moved to to Houston, there's a whole story behind that and and the oil and gas industry. But, um, yeah, it was, it was sort of, you could watch it happen, right? Everybody got to a certain age and then they went to Florida or as we used to say, Florida.
2: (laughs) Yeah, for sure. For sure. My wife and I, luckily enough, we had a chance to, we bought an investment property three plus years ago on the West coast, South of Tampa. And once the second kid's off to college, I already told the kids, I'm like, kids, to florida i'm like it's yeah, got, right. they got great state schools it's actually you know like go just go like don't yeah, get yeah. out of connecticut and, and uh, uh you know yeah. anybody in the northeast uh i'm a new yorker i love new york however it's time
1: to move on it's time to move that's right yep yep I'm, I'm with you i'm with you every day i you know and we had this big freeze in houston here recently yeah and um and i have a kid at school in florida and you know we're in the, like it's nine degrees in houston and he's sending us videos of like sunny 85 degrees outside his apartment. So, uh, that was, yeah, <laughs> that, was, that was, that was sweet. All right. So, um, that was, I was going to say, tell us, a little about yourself, but you already did that. Yeah, we So it's good. So also, you're no stranger to podcasts, right? I mean, um, you, you have some top coder podcasts. We'll probably, we can, we, you can talk about those if yeah, you want. Yeah, I can give, give a little flavor.
2: Um, it's it's real quick. We have a, a top coder. Well, it's actually a, it's a kind of an industry wide podcast that we call Upriser with an O at the end that's focused on like, the use of open talent, the use of crowdsourcing, things of that nature, but for right. en- for enterprise use cases, not for, you know, nothing wrong with mom and pop and the long tail of business, but how do enterprises actually use on-demand talent and do it at scale? Um, and then I'm a, we talked earlier, I'm a gigantic Seattle Seahawks fan. So I'm also on a podcast, <laughs> right. uh, a podcast called the Field Goals Podcast, where I have a segment that I do once a week. And that was that was just pure fanaticism, and I wrote a blog for them forever. And I said, "Hey, can I can I get on the air?" And they said, "Yes." And and that was that was that's it. A couple of years later, I do some Seahawks podcasts too, so it's fun. It's it's a great medium, and we were super, And as a company for Topcoder you know, OGGN has been really great to us. We've got some amazing customers down in Houston and over in Australia. And this just seemed like a natural fit. Like we do digital business. That's or we help companies do digital through on-demand talent. Um, This is all about folks actually getting digital done specifically, you know, oil and gas in an industry that is hard, right? It's, it's, it's physical, it's, it's, it's traditional. So I love the concept of um take, take what we do out of the equation, just getting to folks who actually cut through, let's call call it what it is, sometimes the nonsense, cut through the bureaucracy and got digital works done. So I'm really, really excited to bring on people week after week that have these stories that I think people can learn from and at least be inspired by and probably take some nuggets away each and every episode. So but that's why we're here, man. I think TopCoder is a perfect fit for that because those bold people that those are the people we want. We want to dance with anyway, Michael.
1: Yeah, no, I no, I hear you. It's it's it was a great idea. Um, you know, and and we were of course we were in the conceptualizing stage of this uh, a few weeks ago, and you know, so so as as most people know, I also host the Oil and Gas Tech podcast, and we and we focus a lot. You know, we get a lot. We have we get lots of really interesting smart people coming on that show and talking about interesting technology but we focus mostly on, on the tech itself and what it does um, which is um, you know which is, which is a lot of fun and is wonderful to think about. but you don't have to look very far um, you know in, to get to find an article from Deloitte or McKinsey or one of the research companies, right uh, to say, to, say to, fi- to, to find somebody saying, you know um, uh, folks in the oil and gas industry, you're you're still not making very much progress, yeah. and um, and I think that's changing a little bit here in maybe maybe in the last six to twelve months. But but there's there is sort of still this, in spite of the fact that we are innovating incredible things, and which by the way, that's my mantra on the tech show, which is that we did not show up late to the party when it comes to innovating technology. We've been doing that for like a century, but we do innovate some amazing things. But we're still getting dinged a little bit for not making much progress, and a big part of that is what you just said, which is this is not an easy industry. I mean, yeah. you would think that if anybody could figure out how to do digital, it's going to be an industry that's full of scientists and engineers. But the fact is, it's so complex and it's so big that it's it's really difficult. So I think um, it's going to be great to have a show like this where we can get some people to come on, like you said, and talk about and, and be able to say, hey, we're making progress or or maybe you know we're working with clients and customers who are making work. We are in the presence of people who are making progress and, and this is how it's going. So, I mean, so you're in that position, right? I mean, you're seeing some people, uh, who are making progress. I mean, what, what are some of the common characteristics that, that you're finding that are, that's helping people be successful?
2: Yeah, so I think the from from my top coder vantage point and um, and I think I think a little bit of flavor on like, well what 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 is that? What what is top coder in general for anybody who doesn't know and this this could be very brief. It's the simplest way, very easy way to access on-demand digital talent. So there's myriad ways, or really there's two specific ways that our customers who are enterprises will engage the talent. You can either just go contract freelancers through us, or we actually have a challenge mechanism that could run on our platform where you could put some some you know applications out there and break them down into components and get get specialists, like pe- people who really know their stuff outside right. their four walls, working on your stuff where the IP is protected and, and and enterprises are comfortable with the level of risk using folks outside their four walls. So if you take anything away from the sponsorship, it's just, okay, it's a smart way to get to specialists in digital and technology who could come on to work and help you accelerate what they Heck, you're trying to accomplish, either that's projects or programs, et cetera, et cetera. I think the more interesting part, that's certainly the who we are and what we do. The the characteristics, Michael, are like it's folks who have, who look at their talent spectrum, and they say, okay, if I just go with my FTES, who live geolocation somewhere around the places in your case where you're drilling or doing things upstream, downstream, et cetera, et cetera. And then you have your go-to contractors who are still going to be for the most part geolocated uh, in, in your certain area. If I just stick with that, then I'm leaving out a huge swath of, of humans who have a, right. who have big brains that could actually help me on other stuff or accelerate core stuff. So the main characteristic is, from a strategy position, somebody who looks at blending their workforce and saying, okay, I am very comfortable with, I'm not getting rid of my FTEs. This is not, I, you have all this great domain. It's, that's your industry, you know, like yeah, all these course, scientists, right? they they know their stuff. Um, but it is the addition of outside brains and then weaving them in purposely that could really accelerate the whole. So that's the number one, the number one trait is like the leader, um, who is unafraid to, you know, get into a, a boardroom and say, Hey, we're missing a third stool to this. We have our FTEs, yeah. we have our contractors. If we're not going outside to crowd an on-demand talent, we're missing a huge, huge opportunity. So some, frankly, somebody with the gumption to go in and have what is a, what is an argument, right. And say, this is, we're missing a piece of how we could accelerate our, our digit, our digitization or just our, our digital projects. That's the yeah. first thing. And then I would say there's everything else cascades off of that, um, and then it's people that want want to experiment, people that, people that are itching to go faster, who want to look at, hey, can I get three or four of these solutions maybe in parallel where I could MVP three or four of them really quickly, decide which one actually works in a month or six weeks, discard the other ones and be comfortable with that, and then get to market faster. So right. it's 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 the those that combination of desire to go quicker and kind of just philosophy that there's a lot of brains out there that could probably help me that aren't just in my town. Uh, You put those two traits together and you probably got the right, the right person that we end up seeing really, um, really gets and uses top coder quite wisely.
1: Excellent. Yeah. So, okay, that was good. There's, there's quite a few things in there. I want to, I want (laughs) to, I want to back up to because you, you said some good stuff. So the first one I think that's interesting is, um, You know, and we've talked. This has come up on other on other shows and things like that, and and some of the live streams where we talk about how people in this industry are today are much more interested um, in in understanding how other people outside the industry are solving problems Mm. and and, and getting things done. Um, And that didn't really used to be the case. Not not because of of any particular type of, you know, arrogance or anything like that. It was just that, well, like, you really don't understand our industry. Things work differently here. There's not much we can learn from you on the outside. And that was probably true. I mean, I mean, the the leaders in this industry didn't build it up to be what it is by not understanding where the good ideas are. So, um, but within this digital, in this whole world of trying to do, do, do digital, um, there are way there are things that people can learn that people in in oil and gas and energy can learn from other industries or just people who have experience. But then you get the then you get to the the kind of the the complexity of well, but how do we tap into that knowledge? I mean, nobody has time for more you know meetings and discussions and 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 roundtables and and all of that. So what's the best way to tap into that knowledge? And kind of what you're describing is. More doing it at the ground level, which is well, just in, you know, in in the space where you're actually getting this work done, bring in the talent that has the exposure, uh, kind of the outside exposure, and has a new set of ideas. Is that? I mean, am I saying that right? Is that is that kind of what you're seeing happen?
2: I think that's definitely one way it can go, right? And and at the end of it, it's also like, hey, this is a a modern philosophy for blending your workforces so that you have. You know, at the end of it, you have the strongest workforce you possibly could put together. Period. It, it's going to be, and, and it being a mixture, being like, okay, it's not, it's not a homogeneous thing. It is, it is a mixture, which, by the way, great for diversity, great for getting other perspectives in, amazing for getting ne- near field repurposing, where they've done something in a near field industry and they could bring that knowledge in now, whether that's in the physical or very often for the digital. It's like, well, hey, that experience is very similar. This is how we solved it over here. Let's tweak it for your domain, but you know, you don't you don't have to recreate the wheel every single time. Um, right. but I do think there's this, I think what we see that works really well is you absolutely want and and need ground up use case, right? So people who see it, the people who actually have the acute pain, who are like, they're the project managers, they're the they're the directors who have a pocket of projects that just can't go fast enough. They're just missing deadlines after deadline, or they get to a finish line and they've sacrificed some of the digital aspects because it wasn't the sharpest experience they could have delivered, whether that's in field or just just purely in an Mm -hmm. office, et cetera, et cetera. Um, That's one, like getting those people with the acute pains to speak up and say, "Hey, would you like access to on-demand talent that can help you in pockets? We're not saying like, usually it's not the entire project. It's like, there's elements. There's like, hey, let's go nail the UX/UI, or hey, let's go tinker with this algorithm and, and the data the data visualization that pipes back in. Um, you don't have to do the entirety of a project, and very often folks do not. Uh, but that's that's one is like identify the acute pain and 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 the the bold people who are like, yeah, I would love to accelerate what I'm doing. Hey, I got four projects. I got four projects that I'm marching on. What if I could do six this quarter? What if I could get eight done this year? Whatever it is, time is time, right? So it's like, that ain't changing. Um, How much you can get done in parallel over time can actually greatly change when you get to an area that's like you have like an all-in talent strategy that includes outside talent. Um, And I'll briefly say, frankly, for large enterprises, you need the groundswell because that's where the work comes from. You know, that's that they know the project level. However- Without right. without a CTO or at least like an SVP of digital, you know it depends on the organization saying, "Hey, we want to give this a, a legitimate shot and not just a one-off, not just like a oh we're gonna do some cute little thing over here that doesn't matter if it works or not. No, like you know have put put some chips down. I'm not, I'm not saying go bananas, but. Do something that, do a couple of things in parallel that you could look at as a portfolio and say, a half a year later, which is a blink of an eye, hey, this yeah. either worked really well or there was some warts to it or didn't work for us, but at least you could step back and honestly assess, is this a philosophy that that you can get behind and does it free your people up inside who can then go accelerate their, their, their project portfolio? That's the mix, man. It's like- yeah, it's it probably like anything else, but you just, you need the, the top down folks to, to at least enable and say, yeah. we want you to experiment. And then we need those folks with the projects to say, yeah, I, I really want to try this. Um, that's kind of a, I would say, you know, that nirvana state of like, okay, that, yeah. that's a, that's an ideal place to, uh, to succeed.
1: Yeah, that's, uh, it's interesting. So you, um, so you're kind of, you're getting over into the other thing that I wanted to, to back up to, which is, um. And and just on, on that bit right there, I, I think it, this this notion of let's get some things done um, is 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 important because at some point it ha- things have to come down off the digital roadmap that's being projected up on the on the TV in the conference room right mm. back in the days when everybody used to be in conference room, but but uh, you know it has to come down off the digital roadmap and you have to actually start. Um, um, uh, just getting the bits and pieces done. And the only way to do that is to, is to start doing it. But, um, um, it makes me think of, uh, I, I read an article, uh, it's, it's been a, it's been a couple, two, three months ago now. And it was by one of the, um, it was by one of the big, uh, consulting houses, um, you know, that, uh, and that's very fond of, uh, kind of, <laughs> observing and tell us telling mm. us what we're doing right and what we're doing wrong. Yeah. And, and 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 but you typically they make very good points. But this one I I thought, well I'm not sure I agree with this. And 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 the point was um that, uh, t- that in this industry we're not being as successful as we could uh with these digital initiatives because and, and because the, the the proof of concept and the MVP mm-hmm. and these sort of one-off workflow digitization solutions are not getting it done. They're not, tra- they're not enough to transform the business and um, they're just, they're just making a nicer situation in, in a particular point. And that until we, um, until we really start to reinvent entire workflows, we're not going to see transformation, uh, you know, in the industry. And I thought, well, that. Um, you know that sounds right. Like we do need to reinvent entire workflows, but um, you know, if you if you've ever done anything in oil and gas, you know that the notion of reinventing an entire workflow is not something that you just that you just draw up on a whiteboard and then and then roll out the next day. And the way that you have to do that is exactly what you're saying, which is is let's get let's get this piece done. Let's get this piece done. Let's get this piece done. And and, you know, you sort of have to orchestrate all that uh, to the workflows that you're trying to reinvent. But I think um, but like like that almost begins to sound like the boil the ocean attempt. And I mean, mm. we've seen that fail. Right. I mean, that's that's um, that's why that's why you're seeing success with these crowdsource types and 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 blending, blending your team initiatives. Right. Is because because you can get things you can be boots on the ground, getting things done and not trying to to boil the whole thing up.
2: Yeah, I think, and I think that's, yes, my, my end on top of that is the, the philosophy of like adding crowd as part of, as part of your workforce to say, Hey, this is how we now, this is how we now do this. That in itself is a workflow, is a workflow revolution to say, it's not, it's not a, it's not a one-off. It's not a, it's not a, Hey, we're bringing, we're bringing this crowd in, or we're bringing this contractor in just for this project. Cool. What happens when that project ends? Like you just, you have to go back and find another project that fits your digital roadmap and try to make it, make it work. This is fundamentally, I would say like an abstraction layer, higher or lower, depending on if you're, whatever you're doing in your brain right now, Um, more (laughs) grounded in, hey, we're going to change the way we actually get work done and it's going to include crowd as part of the as part of the workforce um and and get get to a mature state now that does not happen overnight there's no there is no you know red red pill blue pill and you, you wake up and you're neo and you know kung fu it there's there's things to do there there's <laughs> right. there's uh, you know, and, and there is work however um there's also a lot of great stuff out there now about how do you structure this how do you how do you approach the addition of crowd in in the freelancers right in a in a really smart way so that you can transform your workforce so it's it's almost it is almost like a, a fundamental step before that's like if you come with the philosophy that hey the work can actually change well then everything you go do and um, how much of it you go do and how much you can go get to over that same slice of time also changes with it um, and then I would say too it's really about you know when you are looking at that digital roadmap if you're looking for a place to start I'm not saying hey. Pick the most critical thing and throw it to the crowd because throw it to the crowd it's a really bad way to say it anyway. It doesn't right, work right. that way. There are experts, yeah. there are services. It gets broken apart into, into you know, smaller pieces of work and, and then specialists are, are on that work with you, with you and for you. However, I would say pick something that's meaningful. Pick something that if you get it done, you could look back and say, hey, that gave us a you know a bottom line savings or a top line revenue boost of this, and it was measurable. Yep. Because right. without it, you're, you're gonna it's gonna be harder, not impossible, harder to get that buy-in to say, hey, we could 10x this, we could 5x, we just gotta pour some more fuel on this, and our portfolio, we can get a heck of a lot more done. So yeah. that's that's my my point on that, Michael. Is like, yes, digitization of an entire roadmap often often fails to get there, quote unquote, get there um, because it's hard and it's a lot of stuff. Uh, however, if you could just dial up your productivity and keep that really, really cranking where it's it's consistently over time, you've changed the way you you approach your projects, um, I will say this, you'll get a heck of a lot closer to your digitization vision than if you hadn't.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I hear you. I think, um, I mean, what you're describing is a very similar shift in um, kind of a mental framework uh, to what we saw with Cloud, right? There was a point in time where everybody, you know, particularly in oil and gas, the leaders were like, ah, you know, we're never going to put our stuff in the cloud, and and um, uh, you know, which is synonymous or, or analogous to we're never going to throw our stuff to the crowd, right? Mm-hmm. And and but then once you begin to understand it more and 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 you embrace it in a particular way that's smart and sensible, and you know, we don't have to tell the whole story. We know how it ends is everybody's everybody is is moving stuff uh, uh trying trying to move as a lot of things to the cloud as much as they can um the same thing this is a shift in thinking about um okay let's now that we've we've changed our way of thinking and we've embraced this new place where all of this stuff is running you know for the, in the computer environments to change our way of thinking about how we get it done and and you made an interesting point which is um if we're going to start reinventing workflows, maybe the first one that we reinvent is the workflow that we use to how we actually get things done. Yeah. And, um, and that, uh, that, that, that's interesting. And it, and it could be, and I'm sure there were probably still some people out there who were like, ah, you know, last thing, you know, my, my, my CIO, my CTO, whoever, they're never going to let us, uh, you know, crowdsource. So, I mean, do you know how important and secret and everything this, but, but, yeah. Yeah. but it's just, it's just a shift in 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 the and the way you think about things, and really understanding one of the things that helped people back from the cloud is they didn't really understand what it was and how it worked. And once they did, then they said, "Ah, you know this this is better." and And so, what I'm hearing from you is there's a very similar effect, right? Once we really understand how you do what you do, then um, it becomes a much uh, more viable approach
2: yeah and I think the, the the big word is is risk, right? It's it's, it's somebody, In both in both cases in both yeah both stories, cases right? absolutely. Yeah, and and, yeah, and then right. it just became you know, there's a risk the first time you got an Uber. There was a risk the first time I punched the button for Uber. Then I was like, oh, crap, this is better. <laughs> you know so <laughs> right, um right, so right. It, it's and that was an easier one from a b to c level to just get over that that quick fear. um from an enterprise level, it it, it definitely persists. Now, the nice part, I mean, top code has been where're we, we started in 2001 we are in year 20 um, uh, we've got yeah. I don't yeah. know, five or six major oil slash oil suppliers you know suppliers to the field who are on the platform right now I can't I, I by contracts which is a good thing you probably want to hear this I can't name names I can't talk about their projects however, they're pretty, <laughs> pretty large yeah. scale. They, they yeah, matter, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. they matter and they, they matter in, in the terms of, uh, you know, millions. And and in some cases, uh, you know, much higher hundreds of millions of dollars of, of, um, of, uh, profitability because of the projects that are, and again, it's not, not like, Oh, it's being tossed over to the crowd. No, it is blended work. That is the crowd is a part of a, the accelerant to get it done faster and get it done better. Um, yep, and yep. and that's the thing too it's like letting go of certain things that maybe you're not experts in you know even even a toe in the water area UX UI okay is you know is the oil and gas you know field known to have tremendous UX UI talent banging down your door eh, you know i would say no <laughs> they're going to they're going to be in other industries just by by the the sexiness of, of, of the appeal of going to oh, build B two C dog walking apps. Right, However, right. there's way more important things to build in the in Houston in energy and in an environment that are way more affect billions of people that really could use beautiful you know intuitive interfaces and and yep. front end code that actually uh, just brings a user through in in a really smart way. Like so, there's ways in which people could start that are still impactful. It's not like, Oh, some, they're impactful, little-
1: but they're not, but you're not risking your whole, uh, you know, you're not, yeah. you know, you're not talking about, um, well, if we get this wrong, then, uh, bad things really
2: happen. Yeah. I'm not, I wouldn't do that either. I wouldn't, if I'm in that position, I wouldn't put my, all my eggs in one basket and say, Oh, we're bringing in this magic crowd. I just wouldn't do it. Uh, and again, I, the education that it's, it's, it is a blend of, okay, the crowd's going to take, or in this case, top coder or community is going to take care of parts of this as we build this with our domain experts the way we would have built it anyway. Like that's that's the thing. There's there's there is magic and there's you know uniqueness in the execution that okay parts will get distributed to people that will stream in and out of the work based on their specialty. Cool. Right. That is great. The front end is still like how are we getting this done? How are we PMing this thing? Who are the domain experts we got to talk with, um, and and then you know a really really beautiful architecture, and then a divvying up of of the workload, so you could you could blend in crowd where it makes sense. Uh So it's it, I think if people take something away from that today, it's like it is not hey magic crowd assemble this beautiful up you know upfield uh, you know d- downstream uh, application <laughs> for me when they have yeah, no yeah. domain that doesn't work right. That's, that's right it's it, yeah. not how this works so it's. um I, I yeah. would want people to really kind of take a step back and be like, wait, it's actually more mature than, than maybe I thought it was, and how do, I, how do I learn more about that maturity so I could – my personal risk kind of fear just goes down as you learn more about, oh, Oh, they did this kind of digitization of, you know, a mud logging process. Like they got that done. Yeah. That, that kind of stuff. They did fracking safety protocols in a, in a shared web interface and it was all above the board. And now it's being used by, you know, 20, 30 something fracking companies. Yeah. Exactly. Like that kind of stuff is, is out there and, 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 real and they, and they matter.
1: Yeah. that That's, I mean, that's important. And, um, in fact, I'm going to, I'm going to say this one thing and then we're getting, I'm looking at the time here. We're getting to that part where, you know, wait, Um, we, we talked about this before that, uh, we don't want, we don't want the sponsor to ramble on too much on the, on this first show. So we're going to put a, we're going to put a lid on it, but I, I will say that, uh, there's another interesting thing in there, which is, um, which we covered actually, um, in, in a, I had, I had my, my friend, Amode from, from Wipro, uh, on, on the tech show and we were talking about adoption and, you know, without adoption, uh all none of this again, it's like art, right? Like like there's no um you're not gonna get the 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 benefit from your digital initiatives um if people aren't actually able to adopt them and use them. And so all of that planning and ROI study that you did and all that is for nothing if if you don't get the adoption. And the adoption really requires, especially with like the the, the new generations coming into the industry, adoption requires those really smart, um, easy to use, um, you know, uh, the, the user side of these applications, that's a perfect place to bring in um, people who maybe don't have, you know, aren't steeped in the domain knowledge, but, but have the smarts about how to develop intuitive, um, you know, things that people can, can easily adopt. So that's, um, that's, uh, that is definitely, um, uh, and there's a great need for that. And you're right, we're not we're not really known for having the best UIs and usability and things like that in this industry. So, um, but with that, let's, um, let's, let's wrap up with uh, if somebody, so, so if people want to know more about this and I'm sure after all of that stuff that you just said, they're going (laughs) to want to know. So if people, if people want to know more, um, obviously there's a topcoder.com website. Obviously uh, we can find you on, on LinkedIn. Um. Uh. What. What else. Uh. What. What else would you like to draw anybody's attention to. Um. Uh, you know. In, in terms of learning more about this whole paradigm.
2: Really? Yeah. For. For sure. So. I mean. Yeah. The top topcoder.com is is fantastic. You know. That. That's a great place to go if you're like. Okay. This sounds interesting. I want. I want to talk to somebody. But if you want to learn more, I would also say like our blog topcoder.com/slash/blog and the other thing we have a podcast that i mentioned earlier called Upriser U P R I S O R so the O oh, instead of an e so upriser and that literally is focused on long form com- conversations with folks who have used crowdsourcing who or, or who have used on-demand freelancers or are using platforms that allow them to do to do certain things in the in this kind of on-demand talent economy world. And we've had several folks on from the oil and gas industry that have been guests on there as well. So you can kind of search, search for them too. But that's, you know, if you like the podcast format, obviously, if you're hearing this, that might be your easiest gateway. Go to Upriser, check out some episodes. And if you're just kind of piqued by can i do this is this really something that, that an enterprise can take on you know we just recorded our into our 40th something episode we started it in, in mid 2020 um there are just great sto- stories after stories of exactly those people coming on and saying hey i wasn't sure how i do this but i had a vision of how i wanted to and we got it done we we used on demand talent and those are not yep. top coder stories very often those are just like
1: that yeah, could be yeah. any
2: platform out there that could just be the, the the philosophy of getting outside your four walls and that's the big takeaway that i'd love people to kind of take home as they uh as they leave this section and then as we get into digital doers it's all about cutting through the noise cutting through and yep, getting yep. on them a super we I mean, we're super pumped to be uh to be the uh, the premier sponsors here for you
1: I, I, excellent thanks um that that i, I mean there's so much so much goodness. Usually I always talk about, you know, what's the nugget of goodness, but you just threw a whole bunch of nuggets in there. So, um, so that is perfect. I know Clinton, Clinton Bonner, thank you again for, uh, being on the, on the show today. Really appreciate you making time. We are going to do our best to make this a great one. So, um, in fact, that Clinton, maybe, I don't know, maybe I'll have you come back on from time to time just to give me, you know, to, 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 to tell me how, how we're doing and, uh, and, and help us, help us, uh, help us make it good, um, I'm up for it.
2: You could, you could tell I don't, I don't have a, I'm not shy on the microphone, so I'm, I'm, up for it. If you you're want me not,
1: to like you're it. not. So I'll have, so it'll be uh, from time to time. It'll be, ah, we got the Clinton episode today and he's going to tell me what I'm doing right, what I'm doing wrong. <laughs> and we're going to keep this, we're going to keep this train rolling, but no, thank you. Thank you again. I got to, I, I want to say a couple of more things, uh, just to wrap in fact, well, usually this is where I thank the sponsor, but, um, I mean, let's not get carried away. So <laughs> fair, <laughs> no, fair enough. Enough of that. Um, I will move on to uh, a couple of quick notes here. One, the OGGN street team, which is now led by our very good friend, Brian Mann. You know, actually, I just said he's our good friend. I'm not sure how to say his last name. It's it's Brian, M-A-H-N, Mon or Mann. I'm going to learn what that is. But uh, Brian describes himself. As an energy software consultant with narcolepsy and an insatiable appetite to learn about oil and gas technologies, so he is clearly in the right place. So we are, uh, so we're looking forward to Brian's street team leadership. And if you want to get involved with that, the OGGN street team is a great thing to do. Get involved uh, with us. You do something good for the industry. You do something good for yourself. Just look for that uh, that LinkedIn group, and uh, and and sign up and, and get involved. In case you're wondering the valiant and noble warren spiwak as i usually describe him uh, who has been leading the street team Um, and he is still valiant and noble and he is still a part of the family we haven't kicked him out Um, in fact he's working on some fun new things which uh, you're going to hear about later and uh, you can also as i mentioned connect with oggn all the usual social spots and we got a lot of great things going on which i won't get into right now but uh, you can get on the the um the website the mailing list and find out about all of that and finally uh almost finally uh thanks as always to our audio wizard mr emin fikic in the magical land of bosnia he's the one who uh, makes all of this sound fantastic he does it for all of our podcasts and uh, he does amazing work and also a uh, big thanks to our ever charming and yet persistent producer savannah wilson who will now tell you about our upcoming events.
0: Hey, everybody. It's Savannah from OGGN, and here are the events on deck for April 2021. This month, we have three events, but if you'd like the full list, you can click the link in the show notes to sign up for our events newsletter. We send it out every month, and it includes more info about the events I talk about here. We even include events that occur two months ahead of time, so if you're interested in always staying in the loop about oil and gas events, make sure to check that out. First up, we have our in person event, which is the Spring Pitch Party focused on clean tech. It'll be hosted at the Canon on April 6th. Next, we have our two online events the University of Houston PES Career Fair on April 8th and the CSPG GeoWomen eTalk on April 20th. Other than these events, OGGN may be hosting some more live streams this month. So make sure to check out our Facebook, LinkedIn, or OGGN.com for more information about any of the live streams or events we have coming up. If you have any questions about these events or any of our shows, make sure to reach out to me through my email in the show notes. That's all for April. I hope you guys have a great month, and thanks for tuning in. Come back next week for yet another exhilarating expedition into the very real world of the best digital doers in the oil and gas industry, a production of the Oil & Gas Global Network. Learn
1: more at OGGN.com.